0: Yes, you are with a live version of the John Curly Sherry Ellicker show with a unique combination of both news and entertainment. Andrew, I believe you know the answer to this. This is referred to as what? Newstainment. Newstainment She comes. There's Sherry. Oh, yeah. So hard for the little bit of money she makes.
1: I I thought we, I thought we retired this Uh, one. (laughs) <laughs>
2: hey Sherry Yeah Your light looks better This one is so much better than, than the one that broke uh, You it's know why? One. Because oh, it?
1: <laughs> Here's yeah, why Yeah it was a connection <laughs> problem I am strong. Here's why. I am
3: mind, why
1: It took uh, the brains of Trevor to figure out Just plug it into a different USB port Thank God for
2: fixed. Trevor.
0: <laughs> Going back, Canadian broadcast rules. Okay. Is what, every fourth song had to be on the radio had to be sung by a Canadian. I That's right.
1: God. Yep. But.
0: I'm sorry, I'm in the middle of it. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: Yes, I'm like that Gordon Lightfoot coming yeah. up next, everybody. Um, yeah. I don't
1: think Helen Reddy is Canadian, is she? I think she's Australian. Oh, boy. Driving in I'm air. not sure. I'll find out, though. You're right. Australian, yes.
0: Oh, Anne Murray. It's Anne Murray. Anne Murray is I'm sorry, is Anne Murray coming yes. up. St- stick around, folks. Anne Murray coming up top of the hour. I wonder if there's a sound of a cougar somewhere in the mix of everything near the pond there. Uh, Five cyclists, five. Attacked by the cougar or cougars. We just talked about this at the top of the hour. Thank you very much, Kate Stone, for filling in there. Cairo 7's got a little bit more detail on it. By the way, I talked to, how does he want to be referred to? Um, I said, how would you like me to refer to you? He wants to be referred to as the source of all knowledge. I told him every time I say that. We're going to have a gong sound, but here's the story. A shocking
2: and horrific attack along the foothills of the Cascades. I'm shocked. Definitely shocked. Never heard of an attack of cyclists. The Department of Fish and Wildlife say five cyclists were riding along a trail near the Falls City and Snoqualmie area when a cougar attacked them. And according to first responders, a 6 year old woman was taken to Harborview Medical Center with serious injuries to her face, neck, and jaw and it's rare to see him. Sergeant Carlo Pace with the Department of Fish and Wildlife says another cougar was also spotted nearby, prompting an hours-long search for the animal. He also says when officers arrived to help out, the cyclist had the cougar pinned down. And the and uh, uh, wildlife officer uh, shot and killed this cougar before it could do more damage. But he says how they did it is truly remarkable. Uh, they held now with a mountain bike and uh, I don't know how they did it, but they did. I was going to say, have you ever heard of that before? Nope. He says if you do ever encounter one, this is what you should know. So you want to act big, Uh you want to make noise, you want to act large, you want to fight back if you're attacked. Which is exactly what these cyclists did. But if it wasn't for uh, the uh, response of uh, her friends, it could have been much worse because these animals are lethal. And after attacks like this, cyclists we spoke with say they'll proceed with caution went out in nature. If there was an attack and five um, cyclists were attacked, so definitely I agree we should know better what to do. Fish and wildlife say they still have not found the other cougar, but they don't believe that cougar was involved in this attack. I have been told they are going to patrol that area over the weekend and for a few days past that, which is why they're asking everybody to avoid that area in the meantime. Live in Seattle, Jake Chapman, KIRO 7 News.
0: Create a chance of being attacked by a cougar or some crazy criminal running around the streets of Seattle?
1: I'm going to say crazy criminal.
0: <laughs> all right. From the source of all knowledge. <clears throat> this guy's a hunter. He hunts cougars all the time. He said it must have been his guess must have been a young one and then possibly a mother or two young ones. No way you could hold down a cougar with a mountain bike. He also said that what happens is cougars give birth throughout the entire year, so this could probably, his guess was, young, most likely female. When well, the males are born and then they start to hang around, they leave immediately. They'll go about a 100 miles, Sherry, or further to set up a hunting area. The females try to hang around a lot longer, and then eventually the mom's like, I'm sick and tired of sharing my food with you. you got to go. They don't tent. Was that you, Sherry? Was that you, Sherry?
1: Sorry, I was just doing my cougar impersonation.
0: <laughs> ah, How did it sound? Uh, the females, yeah, <laughs> like you're halfway into a bottle of Chardonnay. <laughs> um, they also said the cougars. The, the um, my friend, I shouldn't always say his name, but he doesn't want me to say his name. Source of all knowledge. A cougar will kill one deer or elk a week. You okay with that, Sherry?
1: Yeah, I'm, I guess because that's nature, but I'm not okay with people going out and hunting them just for sport. Well, oh, I'm sorry. I told the source of
0: all knowledge. <laughs> I told the source of all knowledge you would say that.
2: Okay.
0: It's not for I, sport I, as much as it's about the balance. He said. He said. I, he goes. I knew that Sherry would say that. So, do you like deers better or cougars better? So, if a deer kills forty-four to fifty. If a cougar kills 44 to 50 deer a year, are you okay with that?
1: Again, that's the natural cycle of things, right? I mean, that's the kill. That's what they do. But it's when it's man-made and it's been, I mean, like, I I get it. This woman was in danger for her life. They had to act. They had to get rid of the cougar. That I completely understand. But when you're just going around killing them, Unless there's, you know, some kind of danger that they are posing directly to your property or your your dogs or something like that. Yeah, I do think it's kind of gratuitous.
0: Well, I, I guess if if the source of all knowledge I'll forego you Kong, uh, he would say that, that it gets it's a balancing of the natural sort of order of things. That we're here Cougars are here, deer are here, elk are here, and they don't give out a whole bunch of these tags. So what they do is they break the entire state up into units, and they say, okay, here's one unit, here's a unit. They break them all up. They give enough tags for each unit. But believe me, they're never – most people will hunt for cougars their whole life and never get one. Really hard to get them. They The cougars come out normally early in the morning or just before darkness. They don't hunt it dark um, and most people can't get them because they tend to want to hunt in areas where deer can't get away. So either a rocky impasse or something like that. So he said, if you ever watch a cat go after a mouse, it's normally like four, four leaps and then a grab. They you know, stalk, they're down real low, then they leap, 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 and then jump on because they don't always catch the deer. So there's not a bunch of people out just you know calling the herd and killing a whole bunch of cougars. you can't. If you kill a cougar, Without a tag, you're in a load of trouble. And they got rid of the dogs a while ago. People used to hunt with dogs, but that was much easier. Dogs would get the scent, chase the cougar up the tree, and then somebody would shoot the cougar. Now, you'd have a problem with that one, right?
1: Well, yeah, I kind of have a problem with all of it. I mean, I, I I couldn't imagine killing an animal unless they were danger- you know, somebody was in terrible danger, of course, then you have to. Okay. but just to go out and hunt an animal and kill it, uh, deer, anything. but that's just me. I have a I I it's not my my thing. I don't understand it. I think a lot of hunters will always say that it's to balance things out. They say that with deer that it's an overpopulation of deer. so I, I understand their position. It's just nothing that I would ever, ever, ever want to see or do.
0: I know. I get it. I get it. Yeah, I I, I get it. Like you, the, some of them say, would you rather see a deer slowly starve to death or would you rather have the deer be taken and then somebody, you know, has the meat and they eat what they've killed?
1: Right. So, that I get. Right. So. I get it. Okay. I mean, if if a deer is, you know, if there's nothing for the deer to eat and they're suffering a long, painful death, of course it would be better for them to have a quick, sorry. It's just now that I'm really into wow. it, I can't stop it. It's
0: <laughs> weird. You, I don't know what sound that's coming out of your body because your mouth was still moving, but then there was other noises. It's back
1: right. in my throat, so, yeah, so I can oh, kind of do oh, both okay. at the same time.
0: Got it. Cool. Uh, that's it on that. There's no... Listen, the, he, the source of all knowledge also said this had to be a teenager or a very young cougar. Most cougars won't do that. They had to be very hungry or they just they don't know what they're doing. The... They don't want to necessarily go get people. You can normally scare them off. So this is extremely rare, extremely rare. There's anywhere between 3,500, 5,000. They don't even know how many cougars there are in the area. We have them all around the place out here. A couple of years ago, there was a cougar jumping up over somebody's fence, going and getting people's dogs at their backyard That cougar got caught by somebody. There was another one that the source of all knowledge was able to get a couple of years ago as well. So we have them around. You see them. I see tracks around the barn. Um, When it's snowing, you can go find and see where the cougars are. But they have like a hundred-mile hunting radiance, and they'll go all over the place. And most of the neighbors around here will say, hey, just want to let you know, cougar sighting early this morning. Just watch your dogs. So, you know, we're all in there looking out for one another. So hopefully everybody – is everyone okay from that attack?
1: Yeah. The woman had a uh, d- damage to her face, her jaw, and, but she's been released from the hospital. Here's a question for you knowing mm-hmm. that, that there is another cougar out there that has been spotted and they're looking for it, but they haven't found it yet. Would you go on that bike trail? Yes. Okay.
0: Yeah. Again, the cougar's going to hunt early morning. It doesn't go after people. It's going to go get something else. It's, really, really rare that it's gonna come after you. And you can scare them off. They wanna think about it like a cat. Cat like low in the grass and all of a sudden goes whoosh jumps up. You can yell at the thing. It it doesn't want to deal with you. It's not unless it's crazy and it's something's wrong with the thing, it's out of its mind. It following the normal hunting pattern of a cougar being on the bike, the the other thing is they tell you to do is, is not don't try to outrun it. You'll never outrun it. Um, don't if you're running it or riding a bike, it will have a natural instinct to then begin to chase you. Stop, turn, face put the bike in front of you, scream and yell, the cougar's going to go away. If not, it's going to jump up and grab you either your face or your skull and crush your skull and then with that first bite and then reach down and tear your neck out. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. It's groundbreaking. It's new. It's making history. <laughs> guy's reaction to a cougar well,
1: when you put it like that <laughs> maybe i'm changing my mind <laughs> uh, oh no isn't
0: that interesting oh so now the <laughs> cougar's got its head got your head and its
1: jaws like whoa uh, somebody want to shoot this thing well i uh, no, huh? again i paid a lot for this botox th- th- no ca- <laughs> that's true i did pay a lot uh the caveat being that you know if someone is has a, if the cougar has its face Mouth over your face, then yeah, uh-huh. he deserves it. But not just to guy like, hunt around, <laughs> like try to find him. And Here's kill the him and then- So the
0: cougar misses your skull, but bites in, gets a couple of its teeth near your forehead. At that point, the Botox, which is, would paralyze the cougar, wouldn't it? It'd be like,
1: well, it is. Ah, a, it is a yes. It's a paralyzing agent. But at this yes. point, I have so much Botox. <laughs> I don't really think any of it is still effective.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't know.
1: It's, it's a lot. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Scientists say the woman was saved by her vanity.
3: The <laughs> cooter biting into her forehead.
0: Uh, suddenly ingested tremendous amount of Botox. Uh, Lakewood, the city council. There's a lesson to be learned here, folks. What they found was they were giving parking tickets to people, and they're like, yeah, 25 bucks, <laughs> I'm throw that in the garbage. Not going to pay that. Cost too much to go track the person down. So they weren't doing it because who cares? But then they thought, oh, I know. If we up the fine to five hundred dollars, people will be less likely to avoid the fine or less likely to park illegally because they don't want to get a fine. So the par- the person who's parking suddenly does the math. Okay, what does it cost? What do I lose if I park here? It's twenty five. <clears throat> I'll take that. If I park here and I get hit with $500, and then they think they take come and take your car or something, and then you're like, no way. So they do cost-benefit analysis, and they say, uh-uh. So they're thinking of getting it up to $500. Same sort of thing when it comes to crime. You're less likely to know if you're going to get caught. Seattle, we don't catch them for crimes. We don't catch them for homicides. We don't catch them for assaults. Don't have enough to police to track them down, so it continues to skyrocket. But in this case, will Lakewood be able to move it up to a $500 fine? It shouldn't be that hard to do.
1: Well, they're having a real problem. In fact, people are parking on the sidewalks and oh. they want to they want to put a stop to this. So right now it goes from $20 up to $250. Uh-huh. Your first offense would be 125, which is hefty yeah. for a parking ticket. Your second offense, 250, third offense, 500, fourth offense impounded.
0: Fifth offense, they burn your house down.
1: <laughs> they bring a cougar over to visit.
0: <laughs> right, they park it on the side on the par- sidewalk. There's no place for the cougars to attack anybody. So <laughs> that's one way to keep them away. And I'm making light of the people injured, but you get, it. Yes. Uh, you know, certain certain. <laughs> thanks, Joe. Certain societies uh, do enforce all sorts of rules and laws that people live by. We'll tell you about the junior high school principal who was fired for what he did with his coffee cup. Half of his coffee cup. Oh. Hey, I defended you when Joe took shots. That's, that's the wrong one. Hang on. Try it again. <laughs> it's a Monday. Half of his coffee cup. Okay. Take away my coffee <laughs> I golf? don't know this story. You don't? I don't think so. Okay. Well, it doesn't involve anybody hurting an animal, so you'll like it. Okay. Here we go to had the day off today, Sherry. She had a difficult, difficult Friday. It, yeah, the bad boys came for the 59-year-old vice principal of a school, Sherry. And this guy, I don't even know. Hopefully people haven't eaten because the story I'm about to tell you is quite upsetting. He would go into a 7-Eleven or convenience store. He would pay for a small cup of coffee. Then he would get himself a large cup of
2: coffee.
0: Seven times, this scoundrel, this scourge on society, got himself a large cup instead of the regular cup. And then they caught him and put him away
2: in the truck of a car in the truck <laughs> of a car well at least he got fired
1: coffee. for his job from yeah, his job because of it at least that day. happened to him
2: yes at
0: least where's the justice no justice I mean, no peace this is somebody scandalous. set something on fire right come on
1: I mean he admitted that his job as a teacher is to inspire and and have the kids live by his example and look at what yes. he did
0: uh, just shocking oh, oh, I hate doing stories like that
1: <laughs> it really loses, like, you just kind of hate I, humanity when you, do, you, you, do. When you hear just, about
0: that. Just, yeah, she wants to go to a sabbatical or something and maybe pick up a part-time job as a voiceover actress, which leads us to the next story. Um, I saw this woman. She was demonstrating her voice acting, demonstrating her range, her skills, Sherry. And immediately mm-hmm. I thought of you, because she was explaining how you do different sort of voices for different things. So she sort of walked you through each one of them. I thought, well, let's give Sherry a chance to... Take a couple of shots at a woman that can't defend herself. Hey, go, I'm a ready? full-time
4: voice actor, and these are 10.
0: So you impressed so far?
4: <laughs> yeah, I watched it. She's pretty good. Yeah. Popular tones I'm asked to use when I'm providing the voiceover for a project. When doing text-to-speech, you have to maintain a consistent and clear tone so the program can read anything, which gets really weird in the recording sessions when you're saying words taken from shocking news headlines. This read is called Detached Casual Conversational, and it's...
0: That's your style for this show, isn't detached, casual conversation? <laughs> Let's listen. Supposed to it.
4: actually sound so. like a real person talking while they're just mindlessly scrolling. This is called a bright read. You'll usually hear this when big.
0: Uh, yeah, you do the bright read when you talk about your dog's bowel movements, don't you?
1: <laughs> well, b- bright is one of the most difficult um, <laughs> uh, directions to be given because what do you mean by bright? Do you mean smarter? Do you mean happier? What exactly do you mean? So, and you never ever want to ask. You just want to go, okay, kind of like this, and then you do it, and they they think they hear it the way they want it.
0: Oh, so here she is doing bright. This is
4: called a bright read. You'll usually hear this when big department stores want you to know that they have denim for the entire family. This is a warm read, and you'll hear this when someone is trying to make you feel emotional about animals, coming home for the holidays, or anything else that's meant to make you get just a little misty-eyed. And this one, I call this the John Krasinski conversational read. And it's when you're just supposed to sound like a guy. Some people might call it a chatty read and you might hear some little vocal flavorings here and there. This also, of course, works in a more traditional feminine read when it's supposed to sound like you're just talking to a friend. The authoritative tone is the one we use when we want you to trust us because we're confident professional leaders in our field.
0: You ever ever tried to do that one, Sherry?
1: Yeah, the authoritative one. Sure. That's in fact, that's probably most of the work that I get. Because mm. I could do a lot of narrations. And it has right. to be something where you trust the person that's reading this. You understand what they're trying to tell you. It, it, mm. It's, yeah, it's very, you know, and, and you have,
2: it's very deliberate. It's like the uh, Cairo 7 plugs we do at 3.30 or 4.30. <laughs> right? <laughs>
1: Yeah, why don't you give me
4: some direction for that, and I'll I'll do it yeah, that way yeah. today.
2: Yeah, do you we want, want a it to brighter one? Be- we're, we're scientists. Brighter,
4: okay. We're doctors, okay. and we know what we're talking about. When they want me to sound wry or sarcastic, I call it the Natasha Leone know-it-all tone, and it's an offshoot of the chatty conversational read. This specific mm. documentary narration tone is supposed to make you feel awe wonder and inspiration when it's set against footage of nature and animals doing incredible things this tone for Uh, e-learning and training modules is supposed to say
0: holy moly is this girl good i mean you are too right but this is nuts so i want you to do the Cairo 7 thing in the break while they're just
4: mindlessly scrolling this is called a bright read you'll usually hear this when big department stores want you to know that they have denim for the entire
0: (laughs) (laughs) i have right in front of me do you really yeah Okay, um, hold on a second, the bright read. Let me just so hear her bright read. The real
4: person talking. talking while they're just mindlessly scrolling. Yeah. This is called a bright read. You'll usually hear this when big department stores want you to know that they have denim for the entire family. This is. All right, no. I'd like you in
0: the Cairo thing also to mention denim for the whole family at some point, okay?
4: Great. Okay.
0: So, Sherry, we'll pick it up. Uh, just give us a bright read on this, and if you could slip something in there about denim for the whole family, that'd be great, okay?
1: Oh, you bet. Cairo 7's Gary Horker continues his investigation into <laughs> drug smuggling through the SEA. First, he tested the TSA's drug screening process, and then he found out there was denim for the whole family. Now he's taking you to the front lines of the drug war at SEA, from plain sight searches to secret inspections you didn't know existed, the, flight to, the fight to stop drugs before they get into our communities, and to have denim for the whole family. Wow. That was That's really great sure. we'll just, you know
0: what we're gonna take that. If we could just do a little pickup on the stumble, just uh, uh, just count <laughs> us like down diff- three two, just pick well, up, just do a pickup on the stumble, just you, the one line, okay. Do,
1: do you wanted me to do it in a different read?
0: Uh, Are we good?
2: Can we get a Krasinski uh, family or family friendly what was that? Uh,
0: you yeah, Ignore him. He's not paying the, a bill. <laughs> can we get kind of a sexy you know, mom, sort of just you know lean in and just make you feel a lot of emotions? Yeah. Something, something breathy?
1: Okay. Yeah. Cairo 7's Gary Horker continues his investigation into drug smuggling through SEA. First, he tested the TSA's drug screening process. Now he's taking you to the front lines of the drug war at SEA. From plain sight searches <laughs> to secret inspections you didn't know existed. The fight to stop drugs before they get into our
0: communities. Oh, that's great! Sure, you forgot the denim for the whole family. So, uh, (laughs) no, no, we'll just cut it in as a wild line. Just let's demonstrate wild. Just cut it in as a wild line. Just give us uh, three different ones, all bright, and we'll just edit them in. Thanks.
1: Okay, got it. The fight to stop drugs before they get into our communities, so the whole family can have denim. The fight to stop drugs before they get into our communities with a big load of denim. <laughs> so, You know, this That's is great. one of the things you ask. You say, and this is this is a, another technique. You say, can I do three in a row? And that way, they kind of lose track of what it is. So you do three in a row, and one of them in there has to work. And so, uh,
0: yeah, sure. We're out, We're hip to that one, so <laughs> we're we're not going to have you do that. But okay. thanks, nice try. Okay.
1: Yeah. Got it.
0: Or, the, or when they have you just cut the one word, it's like, denim, 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 yeah, denim. They're like, thank you.
1: The big finish is what they always want a bunch of. So tonight at 530, only on Cairo 7 TV. Tonight at 530, only on Cairo 7 TV. Tonight at 530, only on Cairo 7
0: TV. <laughs> uh, can you give me the brighter one, the brightest you can go at the Untag uh, It?
1: Tonight at five thirty, only on Cairo Seven TV. Tonight at five thirty, only on Cairo Seven TV. Tonight at five thirty, only on Cairo Seven TV.
0: Okay, thanks, you appreciate that. We're going to cut that all together, and Andrew's going to have the rest of that at four thirty. Okay?
1: Yeah, that's 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 uh, that's good. Do you want something more conversation? No, we're good. Thank you. Like that's I'm fine. I'm talking to my friend. <laughs> no, no,
0: that's fine. No, you don't have. No, that's good. We're good. Okay, good. I used to do the Bon Marché and poor Kathy Levin would have, so it was a 60. She would have 58.1 seconds of the entire oh. copy. And all, all I had to say was Bon Marché, perfect together. Bon Marché, perfect together. So all I had to go, um, honey, they're having another sale. And then she said, Oh, don't tell me right now, women's slacks. And she had to go through the whole thing. Like, right? yeah. oh my God, plowing through it. And then I'd have to go, Bon Marche, perfect together. And they're like, um, can you give us a couple more? And she'd go, wait a minute. He he has two seconds and <laughs> you have to get like three takes from him. She was brutal. And she was I used to like to look at her. I remember the first time we did a spot together, I would go, Hey honey. The fireworks display is going on, but it's not even 4th of July. And she goes, that's the Bon Marche. They're having a sale that'll make you go wow. And then she goes through the whole thing, right? And then I, so I'm looking at her while she's doing it. She gets to, you know, men, slacks 29.5. Can you, can you not look at me? Can you not look <laughs> at me? And I go, what? I, I'm trying to, like, like we're married or something. I'm trying to give you some support. We're not married. We're just cutting voiceovers. It's really uncomfortable to we'll have you looking at me. And it's like.
1: Okay wow <laughs> oh, the I hardest, love her, though the, the hardest I love thing her. is when they say can you shave a second off that and <laughs> all you can say is of course, let me do it again and then and the other thing
0: the other thing they do is you should know this to save so you say you read it three seconds over, they have to go in and they'll take all the breaths out. You've seen that trick, right?
1: Yeah, but you can tell if you if you do voiceover work or if you do any kind of production, you can tell that they've taken breaths out because there's no way that would be a bright read where there's no way that they that somebody can talk that fast that much without taking a breath.
0: I think you just did three. Nicely done. All right, everybody. You get all that. We took you to voiceover school. Hope you found that to be interesting. And don't steal extra coffee. You'll find yourself uh, out on the streets. So self-conscious talking about window nation, Sherry, knowing that you were hanging on every word to see if it was bright or friendly. Oh yeah, thank you for that. Yeah. I saw the story. I thought of you. Well, first of all, whenever I get a haircut, I'm always like, they always because as an entrepreneur, I'm thinking, what are they going to do with all that hair? They just sweep it up and throw it in the thing, I'm a big pile of hair. Hair's so weird. When it's on your head, you spend hundreds of dollars either to you know clean it and condition everything else or replace it. But then as soon as it's been cut from your head, like,
2: oh oh oh. oh. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's that? Oh, uh, uh. I got some hair on my foot. Whoa. Uh. You're like,
0: that's your hair. You're like, ah! <laughs> it's gross. <laughs> no, but it's gross when it's it's not gross when it's connected. But as soon as it's not your hair, even if it is your hair, you're like, whoa! Uh. What
1: is that? Yeah. It is. It is. That's a really hair from your head. At, at the U.S. and Canada, get a load of this. They now, throw get a load away. of this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good luck with that. Uh, yeah. They throw away 32 tons of hair per day. 32 tons. What? It's crazy. It's yes. groundbreaking.
2: It's new. It's making history. <laughs> <laughs>
0: 32
1: tons? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So then this person comes along and says, oh, there must be something good you could do with all this human hair. So what do they end up doing? They're doing... Um, yeah, it's called it. It a human
1: rundown. materials loop. Oh, there and it is. And what... what yeah. they do. Is they weave it into clothing, so you can get a human hair sweater. They wash it, they, and then they kind of, I guess, I don't know, weave it together or something. Um, but yeah, they- <laughs> could you be any more dismissive? Of what
0: they do, I don't know. They hot glue it onto a piece of wood and then form it into a poncho.
1: They say that this is really something. The strength to weight ratio. Of hair is the same as steel I don't know what mm. it means either but it seemed really <laughs> impressive that that you put hair and steel in the same sentence in terms of weight
0: yeah I'm gonna get a car made out of hair all right <laughs> a human
3: hair sweater or Jeannie Zenkin I turn dog hair into beautiful wonderful things I know what they're thinking man white people just do the craziest things. <laughs> 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 yeah, I've, I've never heard that yeah. before <laughs> I was brushing one of my dogs And I thought, Eureka And I picked up my drop spindle And it just kept going And it was the easiest thing in the world I sell items from my Etsy shop From $800 for a large dog hair Sweater It's like being wrapped up in love Or
0: like being up in $120 <laughs> in a for a
3: dog scarf There are a lot
0: I'm still a lot of white. I have dog crazy. lovers do get worried it's gonna endanger
3: dogs, but you can't farm this. The only good fiber you get from a dog is a dog that is extremely well taken care of. Oh yeah. When people send me hair from dogs that have passed, I turn it into what they want. It gives them something to hang on to. And it's not morbid, it's comforting. I am descended from knitters and dog lovers, and I'm living my dream.
0: Something like, might, <laughs> guess, what kind, of, what
3: kind
0: of read that I'm
1: living my white okay, great, sharing,
0: Except for the weird breathing at the end. Okay, <laughs> a human hair sweater or a dog hair sweater?
1: Totally dog hair because human hair is gross. <laughs> Why? <laughs> it just is. Huh? If, you, if I were to eat and I saw a hair anywhere, anywhere, on the floor and the whatever, I can't eat. It's gross.
2: Hmm. But a dog hair next to your the eggs dog is hair. no big deal. Right. No,
1: that's gross, too. But as far as what I would oh, wear,
2: okay.
1: <laughs> I would wear the oh, dog hair right. sweater because it's you. kind of a novelty. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then when you tell people, like, hey, that's a cool sweater. where Would you get that you Etsy? Oh, that's neat. What's it made out of? And then you'd be like, oh, uh, changing the subject. You need those eggs? You know, whatever you're going to say. You'd, you would not admit that it's a dog hair sweater.
1: I would be so proud of it, I would be like, <laughs> yes, it is a dog hair sweater, it came from a chihuahua or a golden retriever, and he would say mm-hmm. to me, this person, white people do the weirdest things, <laughs> the strangest things.
2: Wacky white
3: people. Oh, wacky, waggy, wacky, 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 wacky.